Once upon a time, there was a new crossover that refused to play by the rules. It flipped the script and made all the others look like fools. Featuring styling that's sexier by far and handles like a rock star. Introducing the first ever Toyota CHR. Enjoy agile handling in the body of a seductive crossover that comes with standard 18-inch alloy wheels. The first ever Toyota CHR. The perfect ride to spin your own tail. Toyota. Let's go places. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Johnny Tan, author of From My Mama's Kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio Show. My guest for this morning is Prima Lee Guerreri. She is the number one best-selling author of Your Secret Wealth Code, Unlock Your Soul Blueprint for Purpose and Prosperity. Prima is also a leading verdict astrologer, business consultant, energy practitioner, and spiritual coach with more than 25 years of experience. She guides and teaches entrepreneurs, visionaries, and change agents. Prima and me will be discussing how to discover your soul blueprint and personal wealth code to live an abundant and prosperous life. Good morning, Prima. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. How are you doing this morning? Oh, good morning, Johnny. I'm fabulous. Thank you so much for having me. It is fantastic to have you on the air with me. I have to tell you, Your Secret Wealth Code is an awesome book. It is so thorough and easy to read. The book makes perfect sense for anyone who is seeking knowledge on how to live effortlessly in their fullest potential. So congratulations for that. Thank you. I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that it is speaking to you, and I'm, I'm excited to talk with you and your listeners about it today. Fantastic. Please give us a quick walkthrough of your life from childhood to present moment. Just a quick walk through, Johnny. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I was, uh, you know, from early in life, uh, maybe the time I was maybe 12 or 13 years old, I knew that I could do whatever I wanted to do if I could just figure out what that was. And it seemed like for then many years I was on this quest to find out, like, what was I really, really here to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have uh, two sisters, I had a great family. At one point, that all sort of um, broke up with a divorce, and I lived on my own very early in life. And I was really intuitive, now that I look back, uh, as a very young kid, and in fact, super, super sensitive is how I showed up. So if anybody listening in can relate to that, being really sensitive, um, a lot of sensitive people are quite intuitive, but I, in fact, believe we're all very intuitive. So I was out on my own very early in life, and I worked a lot of different jobs. And I was, again, the seeker. I, I really got into spiritual knowledge. Um, I did a lot of traveling. I figured out I could have freedom by working really hard and saving money, and then I could take off and go travel for a while, and I could go work wherever I was. And, again, I was on this quest, though. What was I really here to do. And, you know, the beautiful thing is life circumstances always lead you to what you mm-hmm. either are supposed to be doing or, or, or to wake you up to what that, that thing is. And, you know, eventually uh, I was in a situation where uh, I, was, I, I had been doing yoga for many years. I've always been a natural teacher. People came to me for whatever it seemed like I was learning. And, uh, and then I had someone ask me to come and teach uh, yoga, and I said, "Well, I'm not like a, a an official teacher." And uh, and he said he was a chiropractor and he was opening a studio. And mm-hmm. He said, "No, no, I've done yoga with you. You teach." And so uh, it was scary at first, and I stepped into that teacher role and then um, continued my yoga studies as well. But that moment, it was really scary thinking about stepping in. But once I stepped in and started to teach, like in an official way and get paid for it, it felt so yeah. completely natural so completely natural. Um, and so I've just been the seeker my whole life, and I've been opening up to uh, divine guidance coming in in different ways. But what happened is a lot of people started to coming to me to help them understand what their purpose is and mm-hmm. what they should be doing and you know what's keeping them from doing that. Eventually opened a yoga and healing art center. That was a six-figure in sales business, so that mm-hmm. uh, really wasn't bringing a lot of money 
home for me. And mm-hmm. I went through a, a really deep uh, time of trying to figure it out. Like, uh, this was, you know, I've been in this business for five years, and I built a beautiful community. I was training teachers. I had practitioners working for me. And the thing was, again, the money was flowing, but not really flowing to me. And I thought I was on purpose. I was doing my Vedic astrology work, my intuitive work, training teachers for yoga, teaching yoga. But the thing was, I was not using what I now call all of my highest value gifts. I was still trying to run that business completely by myself, doing Mm -hmm. all the administration. Um, I really later figured out I should have hired a team. But by the time I figured that out, everything I tried to do to save the business just didn't work. Um, and I was really put in a position where I was literally, I call it the dark night of my soul. I was on my knees. I really was just being asked to surrender this business. It was mortifying to me to have to say, like, I, you know, I failed at this. and But I didn't fail. I, I succeeded in a lot of ways. I'm, I can say that now. Yeah. But what the beautiful thing that happened in that is I let go of that business. And in that, I vowed to stay on my knees until I figured this out. And what I figured out between my spirituality, between the Vedic astrology, between what I know about clearing beliefs and blocks as an energy practitioner and what I knew about business was that I had been stuck in what I call now um, the shadow side of my sacred wealth code. And I did the work, the internal work and the on the ground work I needed to do to clear that up step out of my shadow of doing what I was good at because I felt valued in that way instead of what I'm extraordinary at. And that's a scary place for people because a lot of times what we're extraordinary at, we haven't fully done or we haven't gotten paid for, for instance. So in doing that, my I was able to um, go into private practice. I was able to raise my rates, you know, quadruple and, right. and more. I was, uh, I my business turned around in. Well, actually, started a new business basically um, within six months, um, up and running, um, and has been a six-figure and beyond business. And the beautiful thing is it keeps evolving like into this work and being able to write this book that I call The Sacred Wealth Code, mm-hmm. which I've been doing with clients for years. But um, I also made one other really important move, which was I vowed to never fall into the same mistake of trying to do it alone anymore because mm-hmm. that's where I was caught up in the shadow side. And I hired a team, and I had to borrow money to do it, but I did. I hired uh, a business coach that resonated for me. I hired an assistant and went back to work with my Vedic astrology mentor. And I've always gone forward with the support I need so that I can be in my brilliance. And that has always rewarded me, not just financially, but the true essence of wealth, which to me the definition is wealth is everything you need to fulfill your purpose. So that's the knowledge, the relationships, all the resources, including the money. Very interesting. It's a beautiful story about your life's journey. At what point in your life that you've sort of got into really detailed approach of spirituality and science? Because Vedic astrology is basically science. It, well, it's a, it's an art and a science. So it is a mm-hmm. science. It comes from the Vedas, yes. which are... 6,000-year-old spiritual text. It's an art to read it. I have the kind of planetary combinations where I can see, I'm very intuitive and I can see behind things, but I mm-hmm. also have a scientific mind too. It's an interesting <laughs> combination because it takes both. Right. And Vedic astrology, um, like any other um, astrology or, or um, out there, is, it, you know, it's my interpretation. That's the art form. So um, as far as you know, when I, I started to do that work um, when I had my yoga center. And uh, again, it takes this, you know, like it's a deep study. Like I still study this. It's, I mean, it's mm-hmm. an incredible study. But I also, you have to be in practice to make an art out of it, meaning I have to, you have to, it has to be live. You have to use it in order to be able to interpret it and not have it be in book knowledge. Because right. I'm basically looking at a paper that's got symbols on it. And then I'm right. using everything I know to read those symbols for that person. Like if I was looking at your soul blueprint, your chart, I mm-hmm. would really be sitting in the position of what does this person need right now 
that I can mm-hmm. be most helpful with because I'm here to serve you with what your current needs, wants, and desires are. Mm-hmm. And now I do a lot of that reading of Soul Blueprints around helping people understand their sacred wealth code and ha- helping them get unblocked from where they're stuck in the shadow of that. Very interesting. The interpretation of the verdict is of obviously, like you say, it's an art. However, the validation is the science. Yes, that's a great way to say it. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned about the fact that you're intuitive. Is this something that you inherited from your family tree? Or is it something that you somehow managed to get it yourself? Well, uh, both. Um, I believe mm-hmm. everybody is intuitive, and it's a muscle that you can learn to, to, to you can develop and learn to flex. Mm-hmm. And in fact, even in my book, I talk about how to connect with your intuition. And and through the, a lot of the process in my book, I am guiding you, believe it or not, mm-hmm. to get in touch and get answers from your intuition. I have always been incredibly intuitive. Um, I'm you know, uh, and some people would say psychic clairsentient. Um, I can, mm-hmm. I can, tr- I get information on a lot of different levels. And I actually, like, if you were to read my soul blueprint, my Vedic astrology chart, <laughs> you could see that that's that's in there. Now, right. some people like me have that wiring in them as one of their as one of their gifts. This is one of my gifts, and it's mm-hmm. a, a skill that I've honed and I continue to hone over the years. But anyone, everyone has intuition, and I can teach anyone how to connect with and use theirs. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So how do you define wealth? So wealth is everything you need to fulfill your purpose. Where that definition comes from for me is partially through uh, Vedic astrology. Mm-hmm. It is We have in our soul blueprint, we have three wealth houses. We have... Uh, three purpose houses. And all your wealth houses, they follow your purpose houses. And there's a Sanskrit word, it's called arta, and arta is what um, rules these wealth, is the Sanskrit word for these wealth houses, which means acquisition. But it means acquisition in sp- specifically in relationship to your purpose. Now, we don't just need to acquire everything on the planet. We don't need to have every car, every house, every tool in our garage. But we do need to have what it is, you know, every book on our bookshelf. But we need to have what it is that we personally need to do what we've come to do, to do what we love to do. And so wealth is everything you need to fulfill your purpose. And we equate that to money so much of the time because money is this common currency of exchange that has mm-hmm. replaced mm, a lot of the movement of goods and services. And so I just want to separate that out because people have a lot of money blocks. I do so much work with people with money blocks, and we do that in the book as well. But when we really embrace our full definition of wealth, and in fact in the first, very first of my book, I help you to understand what it is your wealth dream actually is. Because a lot of people are on this path to wealth and they don't even know what that path is and what's at the end of the path for them. So it's incredibly important. But it's everything you need to fulfill your purpose because that brings deeper meaning in. That makes you feel soul satisfied. Very interesting. Who would benefit most in reading the book? Well, I think everyone would benefit. I have to be really honest. Um, mm. And the reason I say that is because what if kids from an early age knew what their gifts were and their parents knew to really nurture um, and create environments for them to explore their gifts. But the book isn't obviously written for young children, although I've done a lot of teaching of young children, and I will Mm -hmm. actually put that out at some point because I'm really passionate about everyone having this work. But I really want this in the hands of... uh, visionaries, leaders, change agents, entrepreneurs, uh, to really be able to use, you know, get in touch with what their divine gifts are, their highest value gifts, their wealth code, and actually be using it because, you know, whoever is leading the way, and those are just some of the people, and look, a a, a stay-at-home mom could be an incredible visionary leader or change maker, you know, Mm -hmm. so... Because if you're whoever's leading, if they're leading with your divine gifts, 
you will help other people connect with them too. And that's the kind of leaders we really need now mm-hmm. more than ever. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. What you're saying is that everyone has a unique design for wealth. And Absolutely. every one of us are teachers, coaches, and counselors in a way. And situations would dictate that out of us, correct? Absolutely, absolutely, because here's what I vision. I vision Mm -hmm. a world where everyone is connected, is aware that they're connected to their soul blueprint and I'm really empowered to live according to it on purpose, aligned with the best of themselves and with true prosperity. And true prosperity is unique to each and every one of us. So Mm -hmm. when you can be aligned and following your path, using your gifts, well, that is going to be good. I have this this firm belief that what's good for you Mm -hmm. is good for everyone. And a lot of times people are afraid to do what really feels right for them, but there are no secrets. And if it doesn't feel right for you, it doesn't feel right for the people around you in some way, whether they're aware of it or not. So if everyone's using their gifts and putting that as a priority, not only will they be attracting the kind of wealth that is meaningful to them, which could be very different. You know, some people um, have a really big vision or wired up to have, you know, millions and billions and create a huge foundation or create a huge movement. And some people um, are more wired up and would be happier with the security of maybe owning their own home or having a few thousand dollars in the bank or or, be, or knowing they could put their kids through college. It's very unique to each and every one of us not to be judged. And if everybody is really supported to be on their own path, we can't help but gift each other in that. So true. You have chosen to approach business and financial development using Vedic Astrology. Not many people know what Vedic Astrology is all about. Can you please share with us what Vedic Astrology is? So as we mentioned, it is the branch of astrology that comes from the Vedas, which are spiritual texts. It's actually mm-hmm. written in the Vedas. Um, Ayurveda, Deepak Chopra, made very popular in the West. And Ayurveda comes from the Vedas as well. And it translates to the science of life. It's a very holistic way to embrace um, your health and well-being. Well, Vedic astrology, the Sanskrit word would be Jyotish, comes from the Vedas as well, and it translates to the science of light. So what we're looking at as in Vedic astrology, or really in any astrology, is looking at uh, the light that we are, um, how, that, and, and how, that, how the light and how the shadow is animated through us. Now, Vedic astrology, and we use the, we're looking at constellations, we're looking at the same planets. Uh, Western and Vedic astrology have a few differences, and that is mainly, mainly in the way we keep time, and uh, and that we fo- do a lot of focus on the moon, and, and in Vedic astrology we have a lot more layers. So it's a, a, a huge, lifelong, in-depth study. Uh, so sometimes you're uh, sun sign in Vedic astrology might be um, a sign before what it is in Western astrology, only because there's a few degrees of difference between, I won't geek out on you totally, but where we start the zodiac, <laughs> where we start Aries, and where the first house starts. So, uh, it's, and it's about, it's about time, okay? And, but that is a lot of what Vedic astrology is. So we're looking at your soul blueprint and helping you to understand. I'm, this is the way I use it. Some people use it for prediction. People use it for a lot of different things. In India, they use it from everything from arranging marriages, predicting the weather. Uh, what I use it for is to help people understand your soul choices, to help you understand the the choices you've made on a soul level, what you've chosen as your gifts to use, what you've chosen as your challenges to struggle and grow yourself with so that you understand because I believe you're tuned into it anyway and I help you to make sense of it so you can up, open up to more divine guidance in your life but really so you can step into your full empowerment of really the all of who you are. Very, very interesting. By the way, you are listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. I'm Johnny Tan, your host, and my guest is Prima Lee Guerrero. She is the number one best-selling author of Your Secret Wealth Code, Unlock Your Soul Blueprint 
for purpose and prosperity. We're discussing how to discover your soul blueprint and personal wealth code to live an abundant and prosperous life. Prima, how does someone's wealth code shows up in his or her daily life? So your wealth code can show up a lot of ways. So one way is those synchronicities that happen Mm -hmm. that connect you to the wealth that you want, whether that is uh, a new business partner that you just feel totally in sync with. Um, Maybe it's a, since we are talking business and entrepreneurs too, uh, maybe that's a, a business idea that has just come to you. Maybe it's uh, someone asking you to, like me, step into my gifts as being a teacher and a spiritual teacher as a yoga teacher, like an opportunity. Uh, It's that synchronicity that you feel sometimes that you're just like on the right path, like just even doing the work that you're doing. And it's fine if you don't have your own business, like just being in your career and you really feel soul satisfied. You feel... um, like there's like there's a deep reason at some level whether you're attached you connected to it or not for you to be doing the work that you're doing even though maybe it's you know um that it's work sometimes mm-hmm. it also mm-hmm. shows up when you uh when a great deal comes through and when money shows up it shows up when you feel uh that next pull to up level yourself maybe it's wow i need to you know, study a little more about this and step into my gifts um, around around something, you know, else. It can show up in a lot of different ways. So maybe the best example that I can give you is just to um, uh, give you an example. So mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you just a quick story about my daughter, who is a complete and total, and we always called her an art head. She's just an artist, has done every kind of art. She did not like academics very well. Um, She had a couple subjects she did okay in, but other than that, she really, really struggled. But art, she excelled in. I created situations for her to be able to study whatever art she wanted. Um, But when it came time to go to uh, college, she decided to go to a cosmetology school and to become a hairdresser. Now, a hairstylist. And the reason why is naturally people, she's been cutting hair for people since she was 12 or 13 years old. Well, she realized that, and also helping people create their, their own personal style, that here was a quick way for her to get into something that she already loves. And she figured maybe she'd go to school later, but she didn't really want to go to art school, so to speak. So as she got, she was the top for a class. She got an apprenticeship in a salon that was. Um, we live in Seattle area. It's one of the top five um, salons in Seattle. Really, she did about four years of school um, between that apprenticeship and cosmetology school. By the time she was um, twenty two years old, she had in a full business. She was making close to six figures. And she does, and she's teaching in her salon, and she, they send her to, to New York and different places to go to classes. And now, you know, she eventually would like to have her own, you know, start her own um, salon and styling school. So, you know, we never know how things are going to turn out. But the opportunities, um, when you follow your gifts mm-hmm. and you keep following them and you're open, the opportunities start to come to you. Now, not everyone makes the kind of money or has the opportunities that she has at such a young age, but this is where her gifts are, and she followed them. Very interesting. How about this? Different case scenario where the way you mentioned to me, like say, whether you get on this special gift train, you can get on it when you're 18 or 65 or whatever. So say, for example, the person that gets on it at 65. So obviously, when he or she was 18, does he or she get on sort of a, the same train, but it has an ending, and then it's a layup on each and every one of this? Is there such a thing as that? So if I think um, – let me see if I'm tracking with you. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole other aspect that runs in Vedic astrology. is called um, – it's actually called your dasha sequence, but let me just – um, bring that into real words that you can understand. And right. it's your soul cycle. So we have a soul cycle going on, and then we have our um, our planetary combinations that create our gifts. Now, those planetary combinations 
are where our purpose and prosperity planets come together. That's the intersection of purpose and prosperity within our soul Mm -hmm. blueprint. Mm -hmm. Now, you have a soul cycle that's running. So your soul is really working on, even though you're working on the whole of your life, maybe having children at one time, maybe going to college at a different time, maybe opening a business at a different time, but you're... Your soul is really focused on your soul choices that you've made within your soul blueprint, um, and you and you run this soul the soul cycle, so that's where like the soul's um, spotlight is focused on. Now, that soul cycle changes every few years. Now, when that changes, you, all of a sudden, um, maybe you're going along and you're like, okay, it seems like I just turned took a left turn. And um, mm-hmm. where am mm-hmm. I going now? This mm-hmm. is often when I see someone um, change soul cycles. And so it doesn't mean you have to change what you're doing, but you might need to change the way you're doing it. Now, if it's someone later in life, and uh, this, and I work with people in this, this, this arena a lot. Like, okay, like I had that career, I had that business, but that doesn't really speak to me anymore. Now what? Um, That's actually, correct. This, your gifts go on and on and on. So what we need, what I take them to do is to help them understand the gifts that are really theirs to give now, currently, and then we find what is that kind, what is that business, what's that movement in the world, and actually the way I work with my clients, it's really important that not only do we connect with what your gifts are, but what is the What's the mission that you personally have in the world? And what's the movement that you want to create? And then that helps us to really identify uh, what your purpose is and the purposes behind all of that. But that can change throughout life, what you're concerned about you know, on the planet, what you, you know, want to make a, an impact in. Uh, maybe earlier, you know, it was, you know, creating a particular kind of product to help people, um, you know, l- live easier in some way. And maybe later in life, you realize, oh, like your teacher has really shown up. And now it's time right. for you to step into more of a mentorship and a, and a teacher type role. So then I help you to understand, okay, where does that actually fit with mm-hmm. Um, with your wealth code, so that you're actually teaching something that you know really lights you on fire, so that you're excited every morning, because your purpose will always pull you out of bed in the morning. But if you're not connected with it, uh, it gets it gets to be hard to get up in the morning. So true. And what you're telling me is that we can obviously have a series of what we call career, because. We're in that mode. A career is something that we're so passionate about. And that career, if we started young at 18, and some of us may experience three careers by the time we get to 65, and yet it's still not the end. Within 65 and, say, the day you leave this earth, it might be the ultimate career if I need your sole purpose. Is that correct? It is. Like, you know, one of my clients, she uh, was uh, a school teacher for, for mm-hmm. many, many years. Right. and. But she also loved acting, and she also, uh, when she came to work with me, she was had retired, but she realized she did not want to retire. Like, oh, my God, this is, you know. And she realized she had several books within her. And mm-hmm. the first thing we did was got her, uh, actually, we got one of her books published. We got her to finish writing that book and get mm-hmm. it published. Through that process of doing that, uh, we also resurrected this part of her that really is the actress in her. And so now what she's doing is she is on stage. She has a book that is, um, she has a novel that she's published, and she has several more that she wants to. But she, instead of you know thinking about these things and someday or how could I make money from them, we got mm-hmm. her to do them, which has led her to a lot of opportunities that she wouldn't have known before. So she's on the journey of getting the book um, recognized and getting the novel out in the world. Uh, and she's actually on stage with a small theater company. So these are things that she wouldn't have thought of. Um, they, she they were she loved to do these things, but they just she didn't quite follow through with them, and she didn't connect them with making money before. Wonderful. Basically, as far as finding our sacred code, it's fairly fluid because you have found bits and pieces of it along the way in your life, and perhaps the ultimate one might just be right around the corner. You know, absolutely. And here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Your gifts, 
So whether you're an incredible um, practical leader or maybe you are a humanitarian, um, intuitive visionary, uh, or whether you are a really wise um, communicator and connector, these gifts that you have, you can use these gifts in a variety of different forms. So Mm -hmm. whether you're a CEO as a visionary, whether you're a, a mother as a leader, whether you are a radio show host as a connector communicator or maybe as a connector communicator, you're really a great counselor. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of different ways or a lot of different businesses um, and careers that you can express your gifts. So, for instance, if someone uh, is not really, not really feeling passionate about their career and they start to get in touch with their wealth code, mm-hmm. they're thinking, you know, I don't really want to – start a business on my own. That's not my thing. Then what I have them do is to start to use, we find a way to start to use the gifts within the career that they have. And what typically happens is they either uh, get up-leveled in their career and shift position or they get a raise because they've taken their position that they're doing and they've made it so much more. Or maybe they move companies but within the same career. Like one of my clients, Tom, who is um, a, you know, really an incredible tech person. He worked in security. He was, he was making um, close to um, – he was, he was in multiple six figures. Now, mm-hmm. but what happened is he, he moved to a startup company. Oh, and that's when I first met him. He was with the startup mm-hmm. company, and he had moved from a different company that he just didn't feel like he was using all his gifts. He wasn't clear what they totally were. He loved the mission of the startup company. But what we found out is he's an incredibly um, deep connector. He has to be connected in with people. He was working almost solely remotely. He is a leader, and he's not just a tech person. Um, He has those great technical abilities, but we have to get him in situations where he can actually be in contact with people and lead mm-hmm. as well. So as he stepped into his gifts, he decided, you know what, I really am going to, um, I'm really going to open up to changing to another company because I don't see that we're, this is really going to go where it's going to go. I'm going to stay isolated. My income is mm-hmm. going to stay the same. So he got an offer to go back to actually a company he had worked for uh, a few years prior, but at a much um, higher level position. They actually hired him in a, leadership position that had to know all the tech stuff that he knew. So it was just a perfect position for him. Now, the thing was, is in that position, though, uh, he could see how the whole whole leadership really needed to change. And that's a big, you know, it wasn't his position to do that. But step by step, week by week, um, we kept clearing his blocks and getting him to, to helping him to step into. Here's one way you can take l- even more leadership within your realm of leadership, and he started to create this whole wave throughout the company on personal responsibility, which leadership should really have. And so um, he felt um, very soul satisfied. He felt you know enough challenge to get him out of bed in the morning. He had an honorable warrior within him, and he needed that kind of thing. And his also um, his income up level, but the company's income was up leveling because of the work that he was doing as well. Very interesting. What you mentioned is basically you are operating for yourself in this case in your optimum comfort zone, your own sweet spot. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm just hearing. I just this is my intuition. So. Yeah. I'm hearing out there some of our listeners say, yeah, 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 but I don't, I can't, you know, if I really did that within my work, I couldn't get paid for my sweet spot. Um, <laughs> let me let me tell you that if you really open up to it and we take your mind out of it, in fact, in all my processes, with all, in my book, in all my clients, I teach everyone how to take their mind, this amazing tool of your mind that is so brilliant, but it is a tool, and mm-hmm. how to drop it into your heart and marry it to your heart where you're connected with your soul, where you are connected with your soul wisdom, and for your mind to start to take the direction of your soul wisdom. And in fact, in my book, I teach you how to do this. And even in my book, there is uh, a link that you can go to, to an online portal, where I actually guide you through with videos and audios uh, some of the practices in the book, including um, dropping into your heart, so that you start to let your mind follow the wisdom of your heart. Now, the deep wisdom of your heart will never lead you astray. 
and will always lead you to the next step. And most, and I have to say, a lot of the work is clearing those beliefs that keep mm-hmm. you from actually stepping into that sweet spot and starting to use that gift. But I really encourage everyone, if, you, if you're hearing what I'm saying right now and it's speaking to you, then just ask yourself, and this is the terminology to get into your soul, if I really tell myself the truth, what's just one thing I can do today to start to step into that sweet spot in the work that I'm already doing or the work that I want to be doing? Mm-hmm. And to follow so that true. and actually do that. Don't you think fear plays a factor in making that decision? False evidence appearing real. It does. (laughs) And that's why a lot of the work that we need to do to step into our gifts is to uh, rewire our fear and step past our fear, that false evidence appearing real. But it gets encoded in us from past traumas, beliefs culturally that we've taken on. We've been programmed in different ways from families, from society, and some of the soul challenges that we have. Our fear will hold us back from from our greatness. It absolutely can. And that's why, um, and even in the book, I give you ways to step beyond your fear. And in fact, the uh, we'll get into the pillars of the book, but the mm-hmm, fourth mm-hmm. pillar of your sacred wealth code is uh, your greatest challenges, which are the unexpected gateway to wealth. Now, next to some of your greatest challenges, which is where your fears are, are some of your greatest gifts. And again, these are the beliefs and things or traumas you've had. And it's like you've got this big heavy stone on top of this tender plant that could be the most beautiful blooming plant. And we've got to lift that fear. We've got to lift that that challenge off of that and give this gift some time to grow. Now, your greatest whatever you're dealing with a challenge a fear use that as a as a reminder to yourself oh i must have a great gift here in some way this was kept down in my book i give you some practices to help you to break through that and with all my clients and all my programs we spend a good amount of time on breaking through those blocks because basically your gifts are just here they're just in you and that fear your mind is actually making something up. That's why I say false evidence appearing real. It's making up something that's actually not happening now, but it may be making that up again because of something that has happened to you or some beliefs you've taken on that you weren't even aware of. And it's like a filter that you're running your thoughts through. So it's really important that we move those filters out of the way because that will keep you from being the absolute best of you. So true. Very, very interesting. Your book describes that a person's sacred wealth code is made up of four pillars. And you mentioned just now the fourth pillar. What are the four pillars? Yeah, so I'll just quickly go over the other three pillars. Mm-hmm. And uh, and let me just say this about the book. The book is a journey. It is a journey into yourself. Uh, and it's a personal journey. You can do it with someone. I teach this in all my programs. I also teach it in my um, retreats. I come into groups and companies and do this work. And once you've identified in the book, how to, what your wealth dream is, like what you even want wealth for. And we also talk about some of what holds you back, just like Johnny mm-hmm. was just mentioning. And then we have to walk through the four pillars to prepare you for connecting with your sacred wealth code archetypes that which really hold your gifts. So the first pillar is your purpose. And I call this harnessing your soul's big why. So um, purpose You know, we've discussed this several times so far in this book. So, you know, the chances um, that you already have a sense of what your purpose are are high because, you know, what really gives you meaning in life, whether you feel like you're actually activated in your purpose or not. But purpose equals why. So if you just can remember this equation or write it down, purpose on one side, equal sign in the middle, why on the other. What the why of anything is the purpose of it. So the why you're here, the why you're doing the work you're doing, the why you want wealth is the purpose. Now, your sacred wealth code within your soul blueprint lives at the intersection between purpose and prosperity. And you want to stay at that intersection because then you're in your sacred wealth code and then you're going to be attracting and creating the kind of wealth that is most meaningful to you besides using your gifts and doing some amazing work in the world. Now, your purpose is the why you want that wealth, which I take you through processes to really understand. 
But I want you to imagine the purpose is like the vehicle that gets you to that intersection of purpose and prosperity. So we need to know what the big why is on why you want that wealth. So for me, early in life, it was freedom. I mean, I worked a lot of jobs, and then I quit them, and I travel, and that was freedom to me, and I could go anywhere I want. Well, it's partly freedom is part of um, my purpose for wealth. It's absolutely part of it, the freedom to have um, any kind of lifestyle that I want, the freedom mm-hmm. to uh, donate to whoever I want to support on the planet, the freedom to go where I want, when I want, the freedom to have create the kind of business or movement in the world, the freedom to, to, to write a book and publish it. I mean, just the freedom to to you know do what I feel like I'm here to do. So you, in that first pillar, I help you to drill down to what's your big, what's the big thing that you're here for? What's your why? The second pillar is your passion, the essence of fulfillment. Now, working from purpose alone is like sitting in a car with the engine off. You know where you're headed and why, but you're not moving yet. And that's where passion comes in. So passion is the fuel for your purpose. Now, I could tell you, to follow your passion. And that's fabulous. But sometimes that's ambiguous for some people. You don't know exactly what that is. And, and if I follow my passion, you know, how do I create a business? Well, I'm talking about passion in a little bit different way. When you are using your gifts, you're going to be impassioned. When you, move, when you cr- connect with what really gives you passion, whether it's connected to your work in the world or not, and I teach you how to... Uh, Embody that and be in doing those things in your life daily. So you're in your passion daily, whether it is, you know, skydiving. Maybe you can't do that daily. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's reading, you know, reading books that just really light you up. Uh, whether that is uh, a particular sport. For me, I love to hike through the woods and down to the beach. I love to dance and do yoga. I love deep conversation. I love to be with the people that I adore. So, you know, the things that give you passion those things you want to have in your life daily so that you have the energy, passions like energy, the juice, to actually move your purpose forward, to move it to that intersection of purpose and prosperity where your wealth code is. And then the third pillar is your highest value gifts, wielding your superpowers. So I call your highest value gifts that because these are the gifts, when you use them, have the most value to the world. So the world wants from you what it is that you actually want to give the world. It's like the world has a lock that you have a key to with your gifts. Only you do. And in fact, the energy we're in, um, this current planetary energy, current energetics of the world, more than ever, you are needed, wanted, and desired for your true gifts. And that's what the world wants from you. And just imagine, like, with what's going on in the world now, if everyone was actually in their gifts and taking personal responsibility for life, this world mm-hmm. could look so much different. So we all, by stepping into our gifts, can help to unlock that key using your your super, your own superpowers. Now, if the intersection of purpose and prosperity um, are the streets, okay, that intersection, and then mm-hmm. purpose is your vehicle to get you to that intersection. Passion is the fuel for that vehicle. Well, your highest value gifts, your superpowers, are like the houses on the corners of that intersection. You want to live there as much as you can. So in this part of the book, I help you to understand what some of your highest value gifts are and helping you to I just take you through some processes to understand what's yours and yours alone. Even if you just understand which one is, as you go into identifying your sacred wealth code archetypes, you will be able to connect in so much easier because what you'll find and what people find in doing this part of the book is, wow, I used to have this gift of painting when I was really young, or I used to really love um, training, uh, pretending I was training, you know, the cat and the dog, animals, or something that they maybe have lost for some reason uh, starts to come back. So, because we all have gifts and we've been using them since very young. And then the fourth pillar we talked about, which is your greatest gifts. Now those greatest gifts, uh, excuse me, the greatest challenges, Mm -hmm. um, your greatest gifts, some of your, like, amazing gifts, 
are right next to your challenges, and they are like the antidote to the poisonous plant that grows right next to the poisonous plant. And by breaking through some of that fear, by understanding what some of your challenges that are literally soul choices, these are the ways you wanted to grow yourself, that also connects you to some of really your most powerful, powerful gifts. So the four pillars are an interactive um, part of the process. Some of the practices and deep questions I ask you um, also in the book are accessed. You can read through them and And the book even has places to write in. It's very interactive. It's like a journal, a guide. But then you can also go online to uh, have me actually guide you through some of this, which is really helpful so that you can sit back and break through some of the stuff that's been holding you back as well. Fantastic. You're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. My guest is Prima Lee Guerreri. She is the number one best-selling author of Your Sacred Wealth Code. Unlock Your Soul Blueprint for Purpose and Prosperity. We're discussing how to discover your soul blueprint and personal wealth code to live an abundant and prosperous life. I'm your host, Johnny Tan. Prima, we talked about a little bit just now about sacred wealth archetypes. And in your book, you chose Western-based archetypes to represent wealth personalities. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so the there's mythology within Vedic astrology that goes along with all of the planets and all of uh, the lunar mansions that the planets move through. So I'm not going to geek out on you all and tell you all about that. But <laughs> let me tell you, the answer to Johnny's question is that, so I live in the West, and I'm wired up on, my gifts are wired up on four levels. I have this deeply intuitive side that gives me the Vedic astrology and my intuitive and psychic and clairvoyant gifts, those things. Then I am gifted teacher to help you to connect with your own intuition, to connect with your own answers, to connect with your own deep wisdom. Then I'm an energy practitioner, uh, and then I help you to clear those beliefs and barriers that keep you from actually following that soul guidance or following your Mm -hmm. gifts. And then on the very practical level, um, I'm wired up to help you with strategy, help you to move your gifts and your soul inspiration to what I call the final frontier, to actually move your feet, to move through your flesh, which is the (laughs) densest part of yourself, and to do what you're here to do. So on those four levels, that's why I don't just sit here and give guidance and just do readings. I don't. Mm -hmm. I teach people all the way through to move their gifts. So that's because that's the way my gifts are wired up. Now, with that, uh, in this years of giving guidance around the the Sacred Wealth Code, the archetypes started to show up as a very um, potent, simple way to for people to connect in with their gifts. Now, an archetypal language, uh, um, archetypes are a soul language, and like when I say teacher or warrior or mm-hmm. merchant or queen or engineer, like these are all words that a story just ran through your head just by me saying those. Mm-hmm. Well, it was wonderful as the archetypes started to show up in their Western so-called forms. And when uh, I, when they sort of, I call, it's like they downloaded through me. What's different about these archetypes is that when you read the archetype of Um, the teacher or the leader, it is going to be specifically related to purpose and prosperity. It is going to help you to understand um, your your purpose, for instance. It's going to help you to understand the shadow side. Like, for instance, the leader um, has its gifts. It's confident, brilliant, purposeful, courageous, committed, Mm -hmm. authentic, positive, inspiring, passionate. And it has a mantra that goes along with it. I lead from the heart and a soul desire to live up to your highest potential and guide others for the greater good of all. And then the leader also has a purpose to live live in the present, free from the past, and create an ideal future. And it has a shadow side, arrogant, narcissistic, addicted to power, and over-controlling. In the description of the leader, and this is true for all the archetypes, 
it's going to speak specifically about your gifts and how you could be using your gifts and the value that they have as a leader to others, and it will open up parts of you to, that you didn't realize about yourself. It also talks about the shadow side because that shadow side of the leader, for instance, and of all the archetypes, are the places you're blocked from your gifts. So you want to embrace that shadow side. And I teach you how to do that within here. It also gives you a list of your highest value gifts, and I teach you in the book how to connect with some that may not be on this list, but so that you can start to pick the top three and start to work with them right away. And there's also what we call... um, an inspired action plan for each archetype. And with the the leader, it's I practice presence to be divinely aligned with my highest value gifts and live into my greater potential while courageously leading others to theirs. Because the essence of a great leader in this system is to teach others to lead themselves. And there's also what I call tapping in questions with each archetype where you actually sit Tune into your heart and have a, and um, a, ask your heart a couple of important questions about which gift to use and what's one way an inspired action step you can take to actually use that gift. So it's been it's about using my gifts to bring it down through those all four levels and have these archetypes hold their essence of the energies that they hold within the soul blueprint, but come through in a language that is universal for everybody and for um and that I that I would naturally attract and connect with. So true. That's very, very interesting. How should the readers read your sacred wealth code book? Yeah, you know there's a couple different ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh one way is to Start at the beginning and – well, actually, I'll say three ways. Um, there's mm-hmm. one, Just start at the beginning and to actually do the work along the way. Uh, answer the questions. Use it like a guide. Maybe do a chapter a day um, and or chapter a week. I mean, it's you'll see that this is pretty deep work. Right. Another way is um, one of my friends had called me up, and she says, I am so trying to get through your book, Prema, but I, <laughs> I – and I said – she said, I think I just need to read the whole thing. I said, yeah, read the whole thing through and then come back and do it. That let her mind relax. And then she went back through and then did it that way. And then there's also, um, you can open up the book. You can just use the book anywhere, and especially the archetypes of the book. And you could hold a particular intention for yourself and use it and open up the book to the page that you land on and read that. And it will have an impact on you um, today to do it that way as well. And in fact, I'm just going to mention this here. I mm-hmm. had, um, t- I, there's 23 archetypes, and I had 23 paintings painted by just a brilliant artist, Emma McGuire. We we collaborated on these paintings. Um, and she, so I have this uh, Sacred Wealth Code archetype oracle deck that is in the process now of being printed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. has a guidebook with it. So um, that will be coming out in the next couple of months for, uh, you know, just to be able to open up and, oh, pick an archetype or a couple of archetypes to guide you for today or to have these beautiful pictures of your Sacred Wealth Code archetypes. So anyway, um, there's lots of different ways to use the book. But here's the main thing I would say about the book. Everyone that I've heard and there's lots of – if you go on Amazon, you can read the reviews. Mm-hmm. There's reviews in the book. You can read the book and leave a review. But everyone who has gone through the book has said, oh, my gosh, this has opened up so much in me, um, has has magical stories about uh, starting to create – you know, connect the dots and starting to mm-hmm. create wealth right away. And so um, you know, I, I just encourage you to, to pick it up and start with – Ever way makes most sense to you. Wonderful. We've talked about this a little bit, and it's, of course, the fourth pillar in some ways, fear. What advice do you have for someone who is a skeptic or afraid to step out of their comfort zone to experience their sacred wealth code? Yeah. So, you know, everybody's wired up differently. Mm-hmm. And so someone we might be saying is a skeptic or uh, you know, is afraid. 
Uh, that might be also, some people are really cautious just by wiring. It might be their Saturn or, or, or again, it might be a filter, something that's uh, happened to them, a trauma or something. So then I say, you're not a, a risk taker. Don't jump off the cliff one step at a time. So I would encourage you to pick up the book and to read it from the beginning and to start to create your wealth stream. And if that speaks to you, then keep reading and do the next step. And if that keeps speaking to you, then do the next step. And here's the thing about this is really, you know the difference between going on a diet or changing your the way that you eat. There are two mm-hmm. different things. And to have um, sustainable health and, you know, being at the right weight, and you know, you need to change, you might need to change your diet and the way you live, the way you take care of your body as holistically. This really is about um, your purpose and your prosperity from a holistic standpoint. So it is going mm-hmm. to rewire you the way you have seen wealth and money, the way you are going to do things differently in the future. So it will. this work will have its effect on you, and it's okay to give it time and to take it one step at a time. And then a lot of people who, who read the book come in and work with me, like in my Sacred Wealth Circle, which is about mm-hmm. putting all of this into practice, uh, or in my Sacred Wealth Business Academy for those entrepreneurs who really want to work from their gifts in a business. Because, again, this isn't... Um, You'll have some great ahas and connect with your gifts overnight, but I want you to keep using them. And your gifts are like our universe. It's ever-expanding. Manifestation is um, driven by our desires, conscious and unconscious. So when you get conscious about your gifts and you start to step into them, the opportunities and the new forms that they will take will be interactive with you and they will go on between now and whenever you decide to not to be here anymore or to not use them anymore because it's ever, ever expanding. Very, very interesting. Where can someone go to get more information about you, buy your book, and attend your Secret Wealth Business Academy? Yeah, so the easiest way to get to my full website, which is solutionary, but let me tell you the easy way, and that's sacredwealthcode.com, sacredwealthcode.com. And when you get to sacredwealthcode.com, the first thing you could do is take the archetype quiz. And that's a quiz I put together with um, some of the most popular archetypes so that you could find out one of your Sacred Wealth Code archetypes. You'll also get uh, a couple of videos that will give you some training around that. From there, you can also um, read about and and even um, book a time to inquire with us about the Sacred Wealth Business Academy. The Sacred Wealth Circle is a, a... is a program that's a very low investment and a really high, high value where you can be in a community of like-minded, like-hearted seekers to really put your Sacred Wealth Code into practice. And in fact, you get your Sacred Wealth Code reading when you come into any of my programs. And if you just want to get a reading and have me tell you what your Sacred Wealth Code is, then you can also find that there. But even if you just get a reading, you still want to do the work in the book because the book will give you um, rewire your mind and heart the way you need to to be able to use your Sacred Wealth Code. And you can grab the book on Amazon, but if you get it from my website, sacredwealthcode.com, you'll also get some bonus trainings and free goodies that go along with it there. Fantastic. We are coming close to the end of the hour. Since our show is about people, family, and living life, would you like to share a recipe for living with our listeners this morning? Yes. So I believe that all the answers that you seek are within you. And you can access those through your heart. And you might need help accessing some of those through your heart, but they're all within you. So what I want to invite you to is just a daily practice of closing your eyes, putting your hand on your heart, taking three deep breaths through your heart. You can just do that right now. And then letting this question drop into your heart. And the question is, if I really tell myself the truth, what does my heart want for me today? And you will always get an answer. Like you just got an answer. And then step two will always be, what's one inspired action I can take to support me in what my heart wants for me today? And you will always get an answer to that. And if you take that action every single day, 
you will start to develop a level of self-trust and connection to your intuition and your life will open up and your gifts will open up in front of you in a way you have never imagined before. Fantastic. That's a beautiful, wonderful recipe for living. Well, Prima, thank you so much for that wonderful recipe for living and for spending this hour with me on From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. To all our listeners, please join me in three weeks, Tuesday morning, July 11th. My guest will be Luis Del Monte. He is an award-winning physicist and the CEO of Del Monte and Associates. During his 35 years career as a physicist and business executive at IBM and Honeywell, Lewis led the development of microelectronics and sensors and developed patents fundamental to the fabrication of integrated circuits. Lewis and I will be discussing his latest book, Nano Weapons, The Growing Threat to Humanity. For additional information about this show and future shows, please go to fmmktalkradio.com. Thank you for listening and have a blessed week. Perma, it is totally wonderful to have you on the air with me this morning. Thank you again and have a blessed day. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. was a new crossover that refused to play by the rules. It flipped the script and made all the others look like fools. Featuring styling that's sexier by far and handles like a rock star. Introducing the first ever Toyota CHR. Enjoy agile handling in the body of a seductive crossover that comes with standard 18-inch alloy wheels. The first ever Toyota CHR. The perfect ride to spin your own tail. Toyota. Let's go places. At Boar's Head, we place a premium on authenticity, and the home-roasted flavor of our ever-roast chicken is no exception. Inspired by a medley of ingredients from the garden, a family recipe, and slow-roasted craft. It's the authentic taste of home and the unmatched quality of Boar's Head. Ever-roast chicken, sliced fresh at the deli, only from Boar's Head. Compromise elsewhere. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.